This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, July 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. House Agriculture Committee takes on NAFTA. USDA allows in more sugar. U.S. and U.K. work to cement trade ties during Brexit. There have been plenty of congressional hearings on the North American Free Trade Agreement, but America's farmers and ag exporters will be taking the spotlight in tomorrow's meeting of the House Agriculture Committee. Chairman Mike Cottaway is calling on some of the most influential industry leaders to testify at a hearing and lay out the sector's concerns and hopes as the Trump administration begins renegotiating the massive three-country trade pact. The scheduled witnesses are former USDA chief Tom Vilsack, who's now the CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council. Kendall Fraser, CEO of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Kevin Broche, the International Trade Council for the USA Poultry and Egg Export Council. Floyd Gabler, a director at the U.S. Grains Council. Thomas Hammer, president of the National Oilseed Processors Association. And Reggie Brown, executive vice president of the Florida Tomato Growers Exchange. Conaway, a spokesman said, will be stressing to farmers that he recognizes their angst over the renegotiation of NAFTA, but also assuring them that he and other lawmakers can work together with the administration and protect their interests. The virtual elimination of duties on agriculture exports to Mexico and Canada under NAFTA has helped to sharply boost sales of dairy, soybeans, corn, pork, beef, sorghum, and other commodities to Mexico and Canada over the past two decades. Now, ag groups remain concerned that they could lose some of that duty-free status as the three countries overhaul the trade pact. U.S. Trade Representative last week unveiled its major objectives for the NAFTA renegotiation, including the goal of keeping U.S. agriculture exports duty-free. Conaway said in reaction, the administration's objectives for renegotiating NAFTA clearly demonstrate a commitment to protecting existing market access while outlining several ways to level the playing field. I'm looking forward to working closely with the administration to achieve the best deal possible for American agriculture. USDA allows in more sugar. The USDA announced on Monday that it's going to open up the U.S. to hundreds of thousands of tons of foreign sugar from Mexico and other countries to make sure there's enough on the market for all of the bread, donuts, cookies, cakes, and breakfast cereal that companies produce here. In total, the USDA said it will be allowing in an additional 414,000 tons of sugar this fiscal year. Mexico will be allowed to provide about a quarter of the extra sugar, and the rest will be split between 40 countries that are part of the U.S. tariff rate quota, the TRQ system. That's not all, though. Some of those 40 countries will get another boost to the U.S. market share. That's because several of them always end up getting TRQ shares, even though they don't have sugar to sell. The USDA said yesterday that it will take away shares from those countries and reallocate them to countries that have supplies that they can ship to the U.S. Every year, the USDA sets its TRQ for imports at about 1.2 million tons. The increase announced yesterday will bring that up to roughly 1.5 million tons, not including the sugar that Mexico is allowed to ship here. U.S. and U.K. worked to cement trade ties during Brexit. The U.S. and Britain held their first-ever trade and investment working group meeting yesterday to strengthen the two countries' trade relationship as the U.K. carries on with its split from the European Union. 
Liam Fox, Britain's International Trade Secretary, and U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer chaired the meeting that was designed to be the first concrete step in an eventual free trade agreement between the two countries. We expect this working group to be a key mechanism to deepen our already strong bilateral trade and investment relationship and to lay the groundwork for our future trade relationship once the U.K. has left the E.U., that according to Lighthizer. U.S. exports rice, beef, pork, and other commodities to the U.K., but trade is constrained because the country is bound to the EU restrictions. That could change significantly after Brexit is complete and groups like USA Rice Federation are optimistic that they'll eventually be free to ship a lot more grain to the U.K. Freedom Caucus targets SNAP. The chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, Representative Mark Meadows, says his group believes the next farm bill needs to address the work requirements and the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program. But Meadows, a Republican of North Carolina, stopped short of saying that the conservative group would call for removing nutrition programs from the rest of the farm bill, a move that would risk splitting the urban-rule coalition that is traditionally needed to pass farm bills. Meadows, who was the featured speaker at the National Press Club yesterday, responding to a question from AgriPulse that explicitly asked whether the Freedom Caucus would demand that GOP leaders split the next farm bill. Meadows answered the question by noting that the last time that was done was 2013. The farm and nutrition titles were eventually put back together. Meadows then went on to say that the Freedom Caucus' only official position on the farm bill is that the SNAP work requirements need to be addressed. Meadows said we've got to put the value back in work once again. It's not fair to the American taxpayer for us to continue to give benefits if someone can work. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway, Republican of Texas, has promised conservatives that the next farm bill will tighten the existing work requirements that will reduce the cost of SNAP, but Conaway says he wants to put that money back into the program to provide transition incentives that further encourage people to find jobs or increase their pay. NPPC CEO to testify on swine housing and commercial issues. Look for the National Pork Producers Council CEO Neil Dirks to tell the House Judiciary Committee later today that state laws prohibiting the sale of products raised through unapproved swine housing practices are harmful to producers and consumers alike. Dirks will be the lone ag representative at the hearing, which also features a constitutional lawyer, a representative from the National Taxpayers Union, and an officer with the National Conference of State Legislators. The committee is examining the No Regulations Without Representation Act of 2017, which would address states assessing taxes or regulations dealing with interstate commerce. Laws in California and Massachusetts not only prohibit the use of gestation crates in the state, but also ban the sale of products from other states that use the practice. In his testimony, Dirk says the California and Massachusetts bills, quote, have had or will have a negative effect on consumers in those states as well as on producers of those products from around the country. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, July 25th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkins, and Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. 
For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.